Hey there, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the great, loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you're not because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to the channel if you are not already subscribed. Um, today we're going to be talking about forgiveness and how to get your ex to forgive you. Uh, before we go ahead and get into that, I'm having I'm, I'm really excited today because my daughter actually took her first step today. She's actually started walking now, so I'm a little sad that I missed it because I'm here at work, but um, I'll be able to see her tonight and hopefully I'll get to see her walk and stand up and do all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be fun this weekend, I think. But um, also, still trying to find a little bit of time to go through this proof of a book that I, um, that I wrote. I'm getting it published as an actual real book. They have this like not for resale thing printed across the top, so it's just here for me to look through it, make sure everything looks good, make sure it looks the way that it's supposed to, and after I make a few little, little minor changes, um, hopefully over the weekend, I will be able to get this as a real book. And if you want to, you can get it on Amazon or whatever. But um, if you just want to check it out in the digital format, you can find that over at modernlove.life slash book. But okay, so what's going on with forgiveness? Now, when it comes to getting your ex to forgive you, I'm sure that probably many of you have already obviously tried saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me, something along those lines. And probably that did not take you very far. Um, I, I've been there myself. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I've absolutely done that before in the past with my own ex, um, and it did not work so well. But what does work is that um, you have to really understand why just saying I'm sorry isn't going to work. And the reason why is because it doesn't necessarily show your ex that you have a genuine sense of remorse, that you understand the impact that your actions or inactions had on them, and that you really want to create a stronger dynamic between the two of them moving forward. So there's really four components to an effective apology. First and foremost is you want to empathize with how your ex is feeling. Now, I know that a lot of times people will not understand the difference between objective reality, what objectively happened, versus their ex's experience or perception of what happened. And um, if that is what's going on, then you're gonna have a really hard time. Because even though you may have a completely different story about what happened between you and your ex, if your ex does not believe that you are seeing things from their point of view, they're gonna have a really hard time believing that you genuinely feel sorry um, for whatever happened. So you're gonna to have to step aside from your version of things, step aside from your rationale, your logical, your emotional, your subjective, your whatever view of what happened or didn't happen, and you're gonna to have to put yourself in your ex's point of view and see the situation from their perspective and understand how they experienced it, how they perceived it, and how whatever happened impacted them on an emotional level. And if you can tell them, 
yeah, I can only imagine how betrayed you must feel after whatever happened. Or I can only imagine you must feel frustrated and angry after whatever happened. If you can start to describe to them how you believe they feel as the result of whatever is going on, um, then that's gonna open a doorway to where you can actually get a chance to explain yourself because now your ex is listening. Now your ex has that emotion that um, that they are feeling. They know that you feel that you understand that emotion. They know that you're seeing that emotion, and now suddenly that opens a doorway, which leads to the second point, which is to explain the context behind what you did or didn't do. Explain what you were thinking. Explain what was going on in your life that caused you to do what you were going to do. Now, your ex is probably telling themselves some sort of story in their mind of, oh, you were doing this to intentionally hurt me, you were callous, you were um, you know, a mean person, a jerk, whatever. But chances are that's probably not what you were thinking. Uh, you were probably feeling something else. Maybe you were under a lot of stress from work. Maybe you were concerned about some family issue. Maybe you were uh, stressed out, anxious, thinking about um, you know, something, just trying to take care of yourself, just trying to get through the day you know, self-preservation mode or something like that. And maybe you just weren't considering your ex's perspective, their point of view, how your actions would affect them and so on and so forth. Go ahead and tell them, go ahead and tell them, yeah, I was just so caught up in work that I didn't even think about you. I was so afraid that, um, you know, we were gonna get downsized and that I was gonna be let go or something like that, that, that I was just so focused on that I didn't have time to think about you. Go ahead and tell them what was your motivating factor for doing what you did or didn't do. And then after that, go ahead and let them know um, what your intention was. So something along the lines of, I never meant to make you feel neglected. I never meant to hurt you in this way. I never meant to have this sort of impact on you. Um, I just lost touch with who I was because I was so focused on this, or I was so concerned about that, or I didn't have the capacity to think about you because of this deadline or this thing that I was working towards or this stressful thing that came up or whatever it might be. And then just finally apologize. Create a space for your ex to actually receive all of this and for them to hear your apology. And so this is where you can say something like, I never meant to hurt you. Um, and I'm really genuinely sorry for doing so. I know you may not be in a place to forgive me, but I just really wanted to let you know that I feel really sorry about what happened and I feel really sorry about the way that I lost touch with myself. And from there, your ex has the ability to come together and to reconcile the difference between your experience and their experience because obviously there's a divide between the two of you. And by, number one, doing that first step, reflecting to them how they are likely to feel, that opens the door. Step two is to, and three, is to tell them um, what your context was, what was driving your actions, and that allows you to get through that open door so that they can start to understand how you were feeling at that time and that it wasn't about them. It wasn't about intentionally hurting them. It wasn't about harming them in some way. It wasn't about trying to make them look silly or stupid or something like that. It was simply just you being motivated by something else. And then that clears the path for the possibility of letting go of that pain and apologizing. And so 
that is, that's how to apologize to your ex. That's how to help them get through the pain that they may be holding onto that's keeping them from really allowing themselves to build a stronger emotional connection with you. Um, so if you're watching this, you are probably going through a breakup, probably trying to get back in contact with your ex. I'm sorry about that. I know it's probably not something you're wanting to do, but if you want to learn more about how to deal with all of that, how to reconnect with your ex, please make sure that you're on our newsletter. It's over at relationshipinnergame.com. You just have to fill out a short little questionnaire letting me know a little bit more about your situation and you'll start to get some advice and guidance customized to whatever the details are that you filled out. So with that being said, you know, give this video a thumbs up if you like it and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and see what folks are talking about in the chat section. Whoa, we got some comments here at the beginning. Okay, people are saying hello. Um, you helped me a lot. Well, thank you very much, um, Amira. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, am I late? No, you're not late. I think you got here right at the beginning. Um, congrats on, on my daughter walking. Yeah, I'm really super excited about that. Uh, congrats on the first steps. Yeah. Uh, I, I need your help. Okay. What is going on? Let me see if you left another comment. Um, see, someone says they're about to give up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me just get into this. Um, this is, this is a talk that I had to have on a, on a group coaching call last night. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, but like suddenly everybody that I'm working with is having a lot of really dramatic things happen that are shaking up their situations that are causing there are situations that were maybe looking good to look not so good or maybe looking not so good to look even worse or whatever it might be. And I don't know what's going on. Somebody suggested it might be mercury in retrograde. I don't follow that stuff. I don't know. But maybe that's the explanation. I don't know. But I want to bring up the topic of this book, which is called The Dip. I'll go ahead and link to this in the um, comment section down below this book. I didn't intend on talking about this on this uh, video, but hey, it's, it's apparently important. So here we go. This is, this is The Dip. This is a book by a guy named Seth Godin. Um, so, you know, what is The Dip? On the back of the book here, it says, um, it's the fifth job interview where you never even get a call back. It's the garage band playing in an empty club in the middle of nowhere. It's the seventh time you fall on your butt while learning to snowboard. It's the middle of a marathon when the excitement of the starting gun is a dim memory and the joy of the finish line is a distant dream. It is any rough patch that you have to get through before achieving your big goal, if in fact you are chasing the right goal. So um, what the main premise of this book is, is that um, when you first start something, such as connecting with your ex, such as learning a new skill, such as interpersonal skills, such as making new friends, such as um, you know, finding a new job, such as uh, you know, doing pretty much anything, you can start and you'll initially get some good progress, but eventually that progress will level off and you may even experience a time where the more work you put in, the less results you get. And oftentimes people give up here in this dip, but if you can push through that dip and keep putting in that effort, you can start to move past the dip and move exponentially upward towards greater results. Okay, so if you're experiencing some setbacks, know that it's not necessarily the end of the world. You may just be in the dip. Oftentimes we think that, that things in, in life should just give us linear results. We put in X amount of effort, we should be able to get X results. If we put in two times that amount of effort, we should get two times the results. But few things in life are actually very linear. 
Uh, most things in life have this sort of wonky, dipish sort of um, um, process of giving us results. Um, with that being said, though, you know, not everything is a dip. There are some things that are, um, let me just find a graphic here. There's some things that are what he, what he calls in this book, uh, let's see if you can see this, what he calls in this book the cliff, where, you know, if you put in more effort, um, eventually you get to a point where you start to get worse and worse results. And um, I can't really think of a, a relationship scenario that might describe that. I'm guessing maybe something like an abusive relationship or something. Um, but the example he gives in the book is smoking. You know, you just keep smoking and smoking and smoking, then it's like, boom, one day you have lung cancer. Um, there's also another one. I don't believe he actually puts an image of this in the book, but it's called a cul-de-sac, or if you're not, you know, if English isn't your first language, or I guess French in this case, um, it's like a dead end. It's like a dead end street. And what that looks like is it's just a straight line all the way across. And um, that can happen when you get locked into a certain dynamic between you and your ex, where the two of you are just sort of stuck in some sort of dynamic and, and you can't seem to get out of it. And you just sort of keep getting caught in this like back and forth, back and forth, where you're never really making any progress. And um, those are really the three different types of structures that, that he lays out in the book here. Um, and it's important to know if you're in the dip, if you're on the cliff, or if you're in the cul-de-sac. And um, again, I can't really imagine a real relationship scenario that would be described by the cliff. I'm guessing maybe like an abusive relationship, but hopefully none of you are in an abusive relationship. If you are, my recommendation is to leave that relationship and to not be in an abusive situation. Um, but when it comes to the cul-de-sac, basically the flat line and the dip, um, what you want to do is you want to learn how to identify whether or not this is something that can actually give you the potential relationship that you want. If it is, then it's probably not a cul-de-sac, right? If this is somebody who is actually looking for a relationship, they're not emotionally unavailable, they're not um, an, a, a sinister person who's stringing you along or using you or something like that, then this is probably um, a dip sort of scenario. If this is somebody who's genuinely looking for a relationship and maybe the two of you just have a misunderstanding, maybe you just have um, some complex history or something like that that needs to be overcome, probably a dip scenario. Um, if it's, you know, somebody who's emotionally unavailable, if it's somebody who, um, you know, they have no intention of being in a relationship, they just want to play the field, they just want to, um, you know, use people in one form or another, then could be like the dead end sort of scenario. I don't maybe that could be a cliff. I don't know. I guess it just, just depends on how they let you down. Um, but, but, you wanna, you wanna know the difference. And when things start to get tough, if you're in the dip, if you're considering somebody who, you know, genuinely wants a relationship, but they're just confused, they have some complex history and emotions with you, um, things of that nature, and this is a relationship that you want, first of all, it's absolutely okay to give up at any time if you just want to give up. But if this is a relationship that you want and you're in the dip, Keep pushing through it and things will start to improve um, once you're able to focus on the right things, once you're able to focus on the emotional connection, once you're able to do things like what we talked about at the beginning of this video, 
which are um, how to apologize, how to get your ex to forgive you by really meeting them where they're at on an emotional level and so on and so forth and other things. Um, that's when you can really start to move out of that low point in the dip and start to move exponentially upward. So um, if you're feeling down, just know that um, you might just be in the dip. Anyway, hope that helped you out. That's a weird tangent I wasn't expecting on getting on. Let's see where we left off. Um, let's see. Uh, he stated that he knows of my change. He just can't get past the thing that's going on in his head. I've tried just about everything. I believe he's at riding the dragon. I feel like giving up. Okay, I don't know what is what he's going on. What what is going on? If I can get my words out right, what is going on in his head? Um, I do not see any follow up posts from you, so I don't know. But um, you know, if 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 he's still feeling hurt about something that happened in the past, then the first thing to do is to clear away that hurt, that resentment, that pain, that whatever that's keeping him from actually opening up and connecting with you. He sees that you're changing. He sees that you're not the same person that he broke up with, and that's great. But if he's still hurt on an emotional level, it's still going to be hard to connect. It's still going to be hard to get through to one another. So you're going to have to do something like apologize in the way that I explained earlier on in this video. Um, so I hope that helps you out. Let's see, here we have another question from James. Um, my ex is quote unquote back. We are long distance talking daily. She asked for a reset. Now, two days later, she is withdrawing saying, I don't want to complicate your life. Any tips? Okay, yeah, so it sounds like your ex is probably at riding the dragon. You're getting some hot and cold behavior. Um, sometimes that hot behavior can come very hot where your ex is saying, yeah, we should get back together. And then they have that sharp pullback afterwards, um, due to confusion on their part due to, you know, other things. So, I mean, barring any, barring any kind of interaction between the two of you that would cause them to pull back, it's probably just their own emotional, um, reservations, their own emotional hesitancy towards actually being completely committed towards you and actually towards the relationship. I mean, potentially you could just be in the dip um, and you just have to continue to show up with consistency to get through that dip. You just have to continue to show up with consistency, showing your ex that you are not the same man that she broke up with. And um, if you can do that, eventually a switch will flip in her mind and she'll get, oh, this is a totally different game. Yeah, maybe I missed you before, but I didn't know if this was going to be completely different from the past. Now I get that it's going to be different from the past. Now I know that I can allow myself to open up completely to you and to let this relationship take me wherever it goes. So I hope that answers that question. Um... Someone says Mercury retrograde, LOL. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm by no means an expert on, what is that, astrology? Um, but who knows? Uh, good evening and good news on your daughter walking. Time to put things out of reach. <laughs> yeah, we've had to do that for a while. She's been, she's been standing and um, 
you know, kind of like walking, but with like arms on the wall or arms on couches and chairs and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I think she's gonna, she's gonna probably fall down a few times, maybe get a few bumps and bruises, but uh, hopefully that's, that's a short-lived little chapter before she learns how to navigate the world um, a little bit better. Um, let's see, where did we leave off with these comments? Again, guys, I know the comment section will, probably looks really orderly on your end, but for me, it's just a bunch of bubbles that disappear after a few moments, so I have to find where I left off. Um, that's 100. I have no idea what that means by that's 100, but um, I feel stupid writing like that. Um, Amira, I'm not sure what you're talking about here. Um, writing very fast. Sorry for the spelling. Uh, trying to find your, oh, I, I think you were just, I think you were just saying thanks for, or congratulations on my daughter walking. So, um, thanks. No worries about the spelling errors. Don't worry. I make a lot of spelling errors a lot myself. Um, let's see, any advice? I don't, oh wait, there's your situation. Um, yeah, after 14 years, she dumped me eight months ago for my friend. Apparently that's not your friend. Um, after cheating, definitely not your friend, went into no contact. Uh, we saw each other for business two weeks ago and uh, she took me in her arms telling me that I, that I miss you, but she still, but she is still in couple. I'm guessing that she's still together with your friend. Okay, so I mean, obviously the relationship with your, you know, so-called friend is not that great. Otherwise she wouldn't be hugging you and telling you that she misses you and all of that. So, I mean, obviously you have a very complicated social circle here. First and foremost, your friend is probably not that great of a friend if they're, um, you know, sleeping with, I guess, your then girlfriend and then convincing her to leave you for him. Um, but, but I mean, there, there's a lot of like really kind of weird stuff going on here. So if you are going to work things out between you and your ex, you need to, uh, both of you need to know that things are gonna be different. You need to know that whatever caused that whole cheating thing, the friend thing, that's not gonna be an issue anymore. If that doesn't happen, then it's kind of pointless to try to get back together with your ex. So you need to get that taken care of, you need to get that cleaned up, um, possibly by laying down some boundaries with your so-called friend, possibly by cutting your friend out of your life, possibly by having a talk with your ex about how what she did made you feel, possibly by laying down some boundaries with her, um, but the good news is, is that she's open to talking to you. The good news is that she does miss you. The good news is, is that she's probably at least at riding the dragon, I would guess, um, just based off of this sort of behavior. That might be the hot side of things. Expect some cold, probably, following it up shortly, um, if, if she is at riding the dragon. But uh, there needs to be a lot of work when it comes to trust in this sort of situation if you want to get things moving forward. And, um, you know, there's no like magic 
thing that you can do to make somebody trust you. It has to be developed over time through consistency of behavior. And you're going to need to trust her. She's going to need to trust you. If both of you want to be in a sort of friendship with this so-called friend of yours, you'll need to learn how to trust that person and they'll have to learn how to trust you guys. But I just see like a lot of lack of trust and that absolutely needs to be resolved first and foremost before anything else moves forward. Let's see, where did we leave off? Um, thank you. Something dramatic happened in Colombia. She ran to her sister's place in Canada. I'm willing to meet her sister. Uh, I'm willing to meet her to steer her through this. I just don't want to crowd her or pressure. I, 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 yeah, I not following there, not following, sorry. Um, I have another question. How do I get my ex? Um, how do I get my ex that he was cheating on me? This is much of a burden for him. I got over it, but he didn't. Um, so your your ex, so your ex cheated on you, and he's not over it. Well, I mean that that's just a matter of um, really helping him to reconcile his past poor decisions um, so that he can step forward into the future together with you. And, you know, yeah, if you do something that you're less than proud of, you can easily feel bad about that and you can easily carry that ahead moving forward. But um, that's, that's not a very valuable way to live your life. You know, learn the lesson from your mistakes if you need to. But once you've learned that lesson, you don't need to hang on to the guilt. You don't need to hang on to the shame. You don't need to hang on to all of that stuff. I mean, especially if you're willing to forgive him. Um, I don't know if it would make any difference to him, but if you haven't already, let him know that you've forgiven him. Let him know that, yeah, maybe the cheating hurt a lot, but you understand that he didn't do that on purpose to hurt you. You, did, you understand that he did it because of maybe other reasons. I don't know what his reasons might be. Maybe he... Um, you know, just didn't feel like he was getting something out of the relationship with you. Maybe he was just tired of the identity that he felt that he was in the relationship with you when he wanted to feel like he was someone else. Um, there's been a lot of research on affairs and that's kind of the main reason why affairs happen is people kind of get locked into a certain identity into a relationship and they eventually get tired of being that identity and they want to be someone else. They want to be, you know, the adventurous person, not just the you know, nine to five guy who brings home the paycheck and nobody really respects or whatever it might be. And so they tend to do things such as have affairs, such as cheat in order to try to step out and to become somebody different. But I mean, obviously you don't need to have an affair in order to become somebody different or in order to express a different side of your identity. So encourage him to do that, or at least let him know that you understand that that may be why he cheated. But, you know, let him know that you forgive him. Let him know that you understand that he didn't do that intentionally to hurt you. And you could, you could easily do something like the apology technique that we um, described earlier on in this video, but maybe just sort of reverse it and do it the opposite way so that it's like, hey, I'm letting you know that I forgive you rather than, a, hey, I'm sorry for what I did kind of thing. And that, that could probably work out in this sort of situation too. 
Anyway, guys, this video has been going on for a while. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But if you like what we're doing, please give this a thumbs up. Please go ahead and subscribe to the newsletter if you're not already. Um, that's over at relationshipintergame.com. And subscribe to the channel if you're not already as well, too. This weekend, I'm going to try to read this book. Make sure it is ready to get, get published, and I'll tell you all about it. And of course, if you're interested in checking out The Dip, it's a short book. It's, I don't know, like 80 pages or something, really short. Um, I'll go ahead and put a link to that down in the comment section below. Anyway, take care. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you later.